2: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Connell. I'm Chip Patterson. Busy, busy week in all of college sports as uh, we've got scheduling announcements from the Big Ten with dates and teams. We've got scheduling models from uh, the Sun Belt and the American Athletic Conference. We've got a little bit more in terms of clarity on the kinds of guidelines and protocols that both at the NCAA level and at the conference by conference level, ways that we are going to try to pull off this college football season amid the coronavirus pandemic. We also have a lot of fun for you on today's show because we are turning the draft uh on to the defensive lines. Now, we will have the expansion announcement for DK State uh, eventually, but for right now, DK State jumps into the rotation, and we will be drafting our defensive lines a little bit later on in the show. That, Danny, how's the expansion draft coming so far?
3: It's going. You know, I, I I sat down for like two hours today and was just crunching my roster, my coaching staff, and I, I, feel, I feel like I... I found a diamond in the rough, and I was like searching, and I was like, damn it. I was like, Fornelli Tech had that one. And then it was (laughs) like, you know like, And then it'd be like, oh, this one, I thought it was there, and then done. So that but there's some good scraps left on the heap. I feel like I feel like I have a pretty good squad I'm assembling.
2: Before we uh, get into that defensive line draft, the Big 10 just uh, you know, I uh, hope you had your alarm set early because 8:30 a.m. Eastern time just jumping out the gate with a full schedule. Now there's a
1: couple Yeah, shout out to everybody for texting <laughs> by the way at that time, I'm, I was still in bed. So and- it's like my phone's going nuts and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" It's just a bunch of texts about Big 10 schedules out. I'm like, cool, it'll still be there in an hour.
2: (laughs) When it starts with Illinois, the Fighting Illini on Thursday, September 3rd. So the Big Ten is going to choose to basically start at week one. They have a schedule built in with... Uh, three bye weeks, essentially, one of them being what would normally be the final week of the season. Every single team has a bye week. Every single team has two bye weeks that are floating between them. There's a few other interesting wrinkles for you schedule wonks out there, like certain weeks where it's all cross division play and certain weeks where you're all only playing teams within your same division. And I noticed that some of those bye weeks might also try to help in case games need to be scheduled or in case teams need to be quarantined. Uh, We've also got, as I mentioned, some protocols calls from the big 10 jumping out there barton when you scan the uh the big 10 schedule when you've got the news in your hands are you uh are you you anticipated are you looking right to that ohio state michigan game in october are you you starting to plan out who who got the better draw here in this 10 game schedule where's your mind go with the news of the big 10 announcement
0: um someone else can answer first (laughs) <laughs> like i i i'm very I'm very much like as i look at the the big 10 schedule it's like okay it's like a bunch of big 10 teams playing each other like what i, I don't oh i so i the, think wisconsin the the, the 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 excitement of opening that package on on christmas morning this morning like it didn't it, it i was not i was i was much more uh 18-year-old than 12-year-old. I was
2: was 12-year-old. If I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, I think this increases the chances of Wisconsin being able to return to the Big Ten championship game because the game that got added to Wisconsin's schedule is Rutgers. So you've got Rutgers cycling in and, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, some of the news about some of the players opting out, you know, Rashad Bateman's not going to be at Minnesota. I kind of think that this week is if Jack Cone can take a step forward, I look at it and I think that Wisconsin probably takes a step forward as a, as a big 10 West favorite for me looking at the schedule and doing what little breakdowns that I have. But I, I I don't know. I think, I think it's coming up badgers.
1: As I wiped the crust from my eyes this morning to the news about the big. Big 10 schedule coming out. Obviously, the first thing I saw was great. Illinois gets to open the season against Ohio State. Awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, but now I, I do think Wisconsin has helped out, like you said, Chip, by getting Rutgers added. And I think they're also helped out by, like you said, Rashad Bateman not playing. And also, if you look at Minnesota's schedule for like the first, their first six games, there's like five rivalry games for them or like four rivalry games for them in that first stretch without a bye in between any of them. So I'm wondering what the emotional toll will be on Minnesota to have those kind of huge games early in the season and then on the other side obviously the east where everything that is important is i mean spot the loss on ohio state schedule because it's like yeah they got to play penn state on the road but if they what get do there. road games yeah, like. what yeah true but what do road games matter this year for for the most part so it's like i'm looking at ohio state and i'm saying yeah 10 and 0 yeah
0: you know who schedules you know who, who schedule this sucks for like my 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 one of my lines like during the, the up to the season was watch out for Indiana. They could be undefeated by Halloween when it plays Penn state and they're going to, it's going to be the biggest game in college football. And now it goes from that to, it goes Wisconsin who already had week one, but Mm -hmm. I was just assuming there was a chance they could upset them. They got Wisconsin, then Penn state, then Ohio state three of the first four weeks. Then they go by and they go Minnesota, Michigan. It goes from Totally backloaded to totally front loaded. And at that point, like we're not gonna know whether what Indiana's like Indiana could be one and four. Like whereas the previously they could I could have seen them go seven and oh and then we'll see what they're all about after all gaining all that confidence. So I'm a little bit disappointed in my my Indiana Cinderella pick now.
3: It's you know, I've had Indiana the last two years, I've covered them, and they feel I'm with you, and I thought they were building something, and it is interesting because I do believe in confidence, seeing yourself win, you know, you get a win against a ball state. Even though it's ball state, you're supposed to win that game. You get the W. You check that off. And it starts to kind of, you come into practice every day and you feel a little bit better. And, you know, all of a sudden you start believing in yourselves a little bit more. And, you know, I'm a believer that once you get that confidence, it can carry on and it can carry you, you know, throughout the season. And that is a abrupt Uh, a wake-up call for Indiana, for sure, where it's going to change the likes of it. When I saw the schedule, I think, you know, I'm I'm probably like Barton's reaction, like, okay, it's another schedule, like, are we really even going to see this? But when I think of all the schedules, now that we have the Power Mm 5, kind of the models that they're using and the times and the dates, I do think this one is my favorite from how they're trying to do it because I think they're basically admitting yeah, we're going to need some time. We're yeah. going to need some, some stop-down time to make up some games, uh, to potentially have a two-week stop, to have that extra week, November 28th, uh, to back up. So I, I think from a you know logistical standpoint, I kind of like the Big Ten's model the best. Their plan, I think, makes the most sense, as opposed to backing it up and saying, well, we're just going to push it back and wait, because I think no matter when you start the season, you're going to have something that causes a pause at some point. Right.
2: On the protocol side, two things stood out to me. Number one, we're doing minimum two tests per week for all the players. That is going to be very expensive. That is going to be very difficult. And they stretch on all these schools. And probably one of the reasons why Big Ten is trying to keep everybody who's in the trust tree on their schedule, everybody who they know can afford it based on the money that they're doling out uh, every single year. And then number two, contact tracing includes... A 14-day quarantine, if you make contact with somebody who is found to be positive, and contact can just be like running down on kickoff and laying a block. like That mm-hmm. can be uh, enough of a trigger to all of a sudden start leading to uh, the kinds of quarantine and the kinds of sidelining situation that I think is why we have those kind of pauses and, or those, that kind of space in the schedule so that games can be rescheduled if teams have to shut down.
1: Also, why you're out of your mind if you think there aren't going to be canceled games at some point? Right, because it, one player comes down with it who played on Saturday and he's tackled by four guys and on just on one play. Now those four guys have to be quarantined, and that so it's we're we're going to see a lot. I'm guessing we're going to see a few canceled games for sure. We're going to have some doctors
0: breaking down film, trying, yes. To, yes. trying yes. to trace some contact. Yes, Maybe like so it's a, get, it's your, it's get your lab coat off. Start all
1: over start Well, I don't down down know. I don't know if his finger touched his sleeve. I think he's good, Bob. (laughs) I think that
2: that's one of the reasons why we've got some of these bigger games also moved to the front of the schedule, just to be able to get them in. Like Ohio State-Michigan, we're taking it off. I mean, I know the last week is off for everybody, but it's going to be in October. And to me, I read that as a little bit of a sign of the Big Ten saying, this is a game that we really value. Obviously, a game that they value more than – uh, Ohio State Penn State because Ohio State Penn State was in October and Ohio State Michigan was November 28th. Now we've got October 24th is going to be Ohio State Michigan. Uh, then I guess a couple weeks later uh, with November 7th for that Ohio State Penn State game, they are front loading it such that these games that carry a lot of value, the rivalry games, the tradition games, they want to make sure they get them in just in case they need to. Pack up, call up, shop, or in the regular season early. Or at least that was my read on the situation.
1: Here's one thing I'm wondering, and it's like an unintended consequence. Because while there won't be bubbles because it's impossible to have them, I get, you get the feeling that the players, for the most part, on these teams, like especially if schools are mostly going online classes this fall, are kind of going to be in their own bubbles, even if they're not real bubbles. They're going to be in the facility a lot. They're going to be in their rooms a lot. And you look at the beginning of this schedule and nobody has a buy through the first four weeks. I'm wondering what is going to happen the first time that there's a buy, and players actually have time to breathe. Like, Ooh. are we going to see players do what college kids do and be like, oh, okay, thank God. I got the weekend off. Let's go. Let's blow off some steam. And if that's going to lead to trouble. So I think that could be something to keep an eye on that. What is that? The first week of October is when they're finally going to be four teams on a bye. And then the week after that, there's six teams on a bye. That's going to be an interesting time of the year, I think.
0: If there's, if there's kids on campus, there's just – I mean, imagine being the uh, the the scout team defensive back that just just gets dog-cussed every day and for 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 giving a bad look. And you got something you want to
1: talk about, Barton? Let's
0: go. And then imagine that that guy on Saturday can't can't go sing karaoke at the, you know, at the local watering hole. Like I mean Karaoke, by guy, the
2: way, one of the worst things. Everything we know about airborne transmission. Please, <laughs> karaoke. Everything we know about the choir practice and the concerts. Yes, karaoke is is not the first spot that I'm going. But, but I hear.
0: But the scout team DB needs his karaoke, man. Like that's that's his release. <laughs> but that is his release. That's how he. That's how he makes it through the year. Is that Thursday night karaoke? And if he can't do it, and if he does it, and he comes back next day and someone else was singing karaoke spitting COVID out of the audience, then he's going to have, then, then the whole team screwed. And I, I just, woof. I'm just it's, telling him.
3: That's what worries me more than, you know, cause we all know football is impossible to social distance, right? We know sure. that's impossible. Yes. And it's kind of a joke. Some of the pr- protocols that are taking place. Cause you're like, really? You realize they're going to be banging heads and, you know, sweating all over each other every play. What terrifies me is exactly what we're talking about. Players in their free time. It's almost like it reminded me in high school when, you know, our senior year, when football season started, we had a pact. None of us were going to drink. We weren't going to party. We were going we to take this year. It's our last to rock. <laughs> you know, and you get, it's like kind of like that pie week or you have that mm-hmm. big win in like week four or five. And you're like, well, just one or two beers won't hurt anybody. You know, when no one, this one won't hurt us that bad. Well, we, have a, we have a couple days off. We can run it out tomorrow. And you start like you just you let your guard down. But I do think this is where, but if there's su- it's such a massive undertaking because there's a hundred guys, like you could have leadership councils, you could have your 12 guys that you meet with that are upperclassmen that are saying hey, you have to hold your teammates accountable, which I'm sure are the types of conversations that are gonna have, but you can't police everybody, and it's just it's almost impossible to ask these kids in college to basically self quarantine. I mean, look, we can't even get people in society to self quarantine. It's not going to happen with this situation, you know, with these kids.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm not, you will not find me out here, finger wagging, uh, college players and, uh, young people for doing whatever they end up deciding to do. Uh, all right. So, we mentioned the Big Ten schedule, and the Big Ten is where the last two notable announcements have been in terms of players deciding to take that opportunity that has been provided to them by the NCAA and by many of the Power Five conferences to opt out because of COVID-19 related concerns. Reportedly, I believe we're still reportedly on this one, though I have not seen enough uh, enough information to consider that it is not eventually going to get to this point Micah parsons penn state linebacker one of the best defensive players in all of college football opting out wide receiver rashad bateman that was an official announcement the i see this as um not the beginning of a trend we discussed this hey, briefly before
1: jamar jamar chase opting, opting in though.
2: saying you i'm go. not opting Woo! out
1: one in three so far on first round picks <laughs> That's but right.
2: but do you do you believe that like are, are you changed at all about your thoughts on how things are gonna go over the next week on that front?
1: No, we're gonna see more. It sucks. I mean it's it's the right decision for them if that's what they feel is the right decision, but it, it just sucks. As far as the fan standpoint of that, these guys, if there's games to play, we already know that they won't be playing because, I mean, Micah Parsons is one of the more exciting and more fun players to watch in college football. Rashad Bateman is a very good wide receiver, and it really impacts Minnesota, which is a team I think we were all kind of high on again heading into the season, having a chance to make noise in the West. It's a huge impact on them. And at the same time, though, Jamar Chase is back, so that's good because at least we have one guy. But it's, it's now three projected first-round picks between Bateman, Parsons, and Farley that have opted out, and I do think that we're going to be seeing more in the near future.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like the walls are closing in on me a little bit here. Like, you got Micah Parsons, Bateman opting out. You got uh, UConn canceling its season. Uh Altogether, I think the season was kind of
1: canceled on UConn for the most.
0: Canceled for the last decade. There, (laughs) (laughs) you got you got Dan Feeney, who's a freshman at Indiana, whose mom posted about basically him being perfectly healthy, and then it looks like he may have like heart conditions moving forward. For this, you know, Colorado State has had sort of this um, conflicted reporting about whether or not they're handling the uh, epidemic, the pandemic. Appropriately, the COVID stuff. Appropriately, um, I woke up this morning and Scout said, "Mommy, do you remember when you told Daddy you don't want to be married to him anymore?" And that was, you know, that was hard to hear. <laughs> 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 it's it's like week six. It's like it's like month six of quarantining the Simmons household, and now the, the and now mom's getting really bad at whisper fighting.
1: Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, based on the stories we hear about so i think you should read like change her name to loki or something yeah, she's,
0: <laughs> she's, yeah she does a lot of exposing of the truth um you're losing but, hope is what you're yeah. telling us it's it's just it's like there's just it's all it feels like it's just like spiraling like it just continues to and so i'm at the point like I, i'm i'm like I'm 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 trying to stay optimistic, man. I'm trying to stay optimistic, but there's man, like and I and look, i I get Micah Parsons opting out. And by the way, like uh if you penn state, like you get Micah Parsons, who is a maybe a generational talent at linebacker. Maybe you're you're like linebacker you, and this is maybe like the as good a linebacker as you've ever had. And he, you get one season as a starter out of him. I know. Like he didn't even start as a freshman. He led him in tackles, but yeah. he didn't even start. He started last year and was one of the best players in college football. He was going to be, I think, a Heisman contender this year. Cause I I think I bet you James Franken would have thrown him a couple lobs on the goal line, let him return a kick or two. And and we're getting none of that. And it's just it's uh like I said, no, you know, hey, do you, Micah? I got no issue with that. I'm just disappointed we don't get to see him.
3: I think the list, like it, the NFL list is about 70 or 80. I think that's what they're projecting it to be. Tomorrow is the deadline for the NFL players to opt out. I think it's going to be in the hundreds. I mean, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. And I think the names that we recognize, like the names of a Micah Parsons, I think they'll be some of them. But I think there'll be a bunch that we like. Mm-hmm. You won't even know. who. They'll just be guys that are opting out. Because You know, if you're saying, there's going to be a lot of guys who may, may not play this year, and they're like, hey, I don't Doesn't make any sense for me to put my my life at risk and my health at risk. If I can keep my scholarship and I can come back in a year, and it's it's dicey. It looks crazy. Like it looks risky. I'm just going to take the year off. I think I think the list is going to be in the hundreds of names of players who opt out.
0: So I will say this in terms of this, the football side of this, because I'm trying to I'm starting to to try to train myself. To, to not make everything COVID-related. All right, so I'm just going to go purely football here. All right, Micah Parsons is out, one of the best players in college football, but Penn State, of all places, I think, can absorb that loss better than most. They got Jesse Luqueta, who's a, a good player that's going to be probably a starter, I would assume. They got Brandon Smith, who steps in, who's a four- or five-star, who is a is going to be a starter and a stud. Lance Dixon, a guy that we ranked as a five-star I think is 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 now going to be asked to do more. They got a Curtis Jacobs, a five-star coming in as a true freshman this year. Like Penn State's linebacker group is still just stacked. It's just the best player in college football on defense. Maybe Micah Parsons, and he's he's not mm-hmm. part of it. I feel like
2: the I like your call, Danny. the li- The list is going to include some big names. Like if you are a first-round pick, then I understand why you're probably making those kinds of decisions. But I do think that college football is more uh, more built to withstand it, such that there could be hundreds of names opting out, but we could still have college football. You know, yeah. it, it might not be uh, the same, you know, caliber or quality. And college football fans lose a little bit from it. But these decisions that are being made, I'm not gonna stand and say that it's any of them are bad decisions. And I think that there still could be a sport like you're the college football fan who cares about their team. If it can be safely done. I think that right now there's still the idea that, um, there will be enough players who do want to play for them to be able to go out there and field competition on Saturdays this fall.
1: Yeah, what happens uh, if some of the defensive linemen we draft here today opt out? I've already lost Rashad
2: Bateman. <laughs> oh, <okay.
1: laughs>
2: well, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to decide how uh, how, how those uh, those spots might end up getting replaced.
0: Your, your upperclassman-led you approach.
2: Uh, we fully support Rashad's decision. <laughs> <laughs> we stand behind him and, uh, you know, we are willing to offer him whatever kind of support he needs. He can still use the facilities. The, uh, the bag man will still be dropping off, uh, the check for, uh, for all of his utilities, uh, the first of every month. And, uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep things going and, and hope that, you know, this is uh, this is a good opportunity for him to focus on his NFL career. Uh, all right. Y'all, y'all want to do the defensive line draft on the other side? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Coming up on the other side, it's time for DK State, CPU, for Nelly Tech and Barton A&M to build up them trenches in the defensive line. Next.
1: Yo, it's two-time Super Bowl champion Bryant McFadden, also known as BMAC. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. And that's Patrick Peterson,
4: a fellow cornerback, my cousin, and now my co-host on the new podcast, All Things Covered, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. This season, Pat will go from the football field on Sundays to the studio on Mondays to bring you the perspective of an active player
1: at the top of his game. And the name says it all. Sure, we'll catch up with Pat P on how he and the Cardinals are faring. But we'll also talk about other sports, our personal interests, and social issues. Then we'll cover even more with a prominent guest each week. With 17 years of NFL cornerback experience between the two of us, we think you'll enjoy our coverage skills. So download and subscribe now to get weekly episodes released first thing Tuesday morning. All Things Covered is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else
0: podcasts are found.
4: majors down and one to go in 2020. Bryson DeChambeau overpowered his peers at the U.S. Open. Can he carry that into November for a fall edition of the Masters? We're chatting about that and more on the First Cut Golf Podcast part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. We're in your feed week in and week out with tournament previews, picks, interviews, news, and analysis. Join Mark Himmelman, Kyle Porter, Greg Ducharme, and myself, Rick Gaiman, as we give you daily fantasy plays, winning bets, and the hottest takes about Bryson, Phil, and Tiger. So what are you waiting for? Come join our group and let's talk golf. Download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere else. Podcasts are found. All
2: right. So we've got our uh, we we've got the handy dock up so that everybody can keep track. We've got uh, let's see. Same same draft order. Yeah, looks like same draft order.
0: So I just get I, I i listen I'm fine with it but uh I'm just getting grandfathered into the number 1 pick of every draft. We could change that. I mean, hey, I'm not arguing. I'm just
2: Let's go reverse then. All right. DK state first. Hold on. I didn't want, I didn't want that type of
3: pressure on me right there for the number one, <laughs> 1 overall pick. I was You, are, you no. guys take it. Nah, you're the expansion
2: uh, franchise. You yeah, have yeah, that's have right. You actually that's do get. True. It. So we'll go DK. Right, we've we've switched it up. It'll be DK right. State gets the first pick. CPU for Nelly Tech, Barton A and M. Of course, it is snake draft. So if you were on the end, you get the corner turn, and uh, DK State, all the defensive linemen in college
3: football. All defensive line. Correct. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: But you better make it. You better make it a functional group. You don't have to. But if you get a bunch <laughs> of edge rushers. Right, uh, I'm, I'm running run right at over? you. I'm running right at you with my three tight end sets.
1: Yep. I'm drafting six that. defensive tackles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, let's do it. So I'm on the board. You're on the board. Yep, on the on all the right. clock. All right, I am on the clock with the number one uh, selection here, defensive line. I'm going to take Gregory Russo out of University of Miami. All right, uh, phenomenal uh, year that he had last year. Got to have somebody who can affect the quarterback. I think he'll uh, be the perfect. Guy to come off the edge and uh, impact these quarterbacks. All you guys got, they're going to be throwing all over the yard. He's going to be wreaking havoc across the field.
2: There are Seminoles that are heartbroken right now out there <laughs> yeah. in college football, I'm cutthroat,
3: man. I don't care. I, I need to win. I need to win this. thing. I had a lot of catching up to do as the expansion <laughs> franchise.
2: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to keep it in the ACC with the best interior defensive lineman that Pittsburgh has had since Aaron Donald. He's an absolute beast. We are thrilled to welcome Jalen Twyman to uh, CPU.
0: God, yeah. you love Pitt. Yeah, Yeah. you've been really on these pit pit guys, haven't you?
2: Absolutely. Twyman's nasty. I support it. Yeah. I mean, I always
1: support it. He's high on my board, but I cannot believe I'm about to get who I'm about to get at number three in this draft. Because I'm getting the best defensive lineman in the country with the third pick. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau. No!
2: (laughs) Dang.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks, fellas. Thank you very much. I will take Kayvon and destroy your quarterbacks for the next you know, couple years or one more year maybe.
2: All right, Kayvon off the board. Barton A&M for two picks.
0: Okay. Um, let me take Kayvon off my list here. I'm going to go with I, – I, I, you guys probably weren't going to draft him, but this is my team. This is my boy. This guy, it was productive last year. He was one of the best defenders in the Big Ten. And he is, as a motor done quit, George Karloftis. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I wanted him to fall back to me. No, you're not losing. I'm not not losing my guy, Karloftis. Uh, So I'm taking Karloftis at the edge. And then here's the other guy that I'm going to add to this list here. I'm going true freshman for the Florida Gators. Jervin Dexter. He's like six foot seven. He's like 300 pounds. He is as freaky as they come. And he's like John Henderson reincarnate. Um, I like him in the middle of my defensive line for the next
1: three years.
2: You are building for the future right there. All right. For Nelly tech back to
0: you.
1: I'm, I'm devastated about Karloftis being gone. Uh, all right. I'm gonna, star, I'm gonna, by the way. Oh, he's a, Yes. I, I'm going to address the uh, the middle of my defensive line here. I've already got my edge rusher in Thibodeau, but I think, Danny, I think there are a lot of pressures that can get pressure on a quarterback, but it's when the pressure's coming from the middle, from the defensive tackles, that a quarterback really has a difficult time when that pocket starts collapsing. So I'm going to take a guy who can help collapse that pocket from Florida State. I'm taking Marvin Wilson.
3: <laughs> Son Hopefully he's gonna to fall to me too. He was not gonna. I have a last. feeling you're gonna. You might have an issue with him opting out. You might. <laughs> if, if all these guys. Like I, I think all of these top picks and all of our uh, our, our picks here are probably some of them are gonna be opting out. We're gonna to have to be scrambling for our rosters. But damn it, that was a good one.
2: All right. Now, since this is a uh, a Georgia podcast, I've got to be able to represent for our dog. <laughs> We're going with Malik Herring from the University of Georgia.
0: Ooh, it's an interesting pick.
3: That's solid. All right, I'm gonna go. My pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm gonna go with Lebron Ray mm-hmm. out of Alabama. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. okay. I length.
2: Take him off the board.
0: back defense you run over there? TK hey. State. hey. It I, what, we got six picks right we got <laughs> no I'm just I'm just curious like you getting a true you getting a you getting an edge rusher there and you're Brian Ray's a little bit you know you getting a four three guy and a three four guy I'm just you know I'm just curious hey
3: I, mold, I get pull, I get athletes and I work with them you don't even know who my staff is yet so wait do you see my staff yeah that's what you do you work with talent you work with the talent that you're given uh, all right so I got back to back picks I need. Um, I need an interior, uh, interior presence. I'm going to go, I can go, I'm going to go with, I'm going to prepare for the future a little bit. Damon Payne, five star headed to Alabama.
0: Oh, so you're going straight like high school kid.
3: Yeah. Why not? You said I gotta build for the future. I'm gonna get
0: a- hey, you're, you're, gonna be, you're gonna be one short oh, like a like a player this fall, but if, hey, what if that's, But I'll be locked up for the future. Is is, is, is this is like extending some sort of a contract to the kid as a high school? <laughs>
2: Uh, all right. So I've got to start addressing it because Jalen Twyman is hes going to reclass, by the way, we, we've, we oh, yeah, okay. okay I, all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll,
2: I'll have that in mind. The Tony Grimes path, uh, when we have to start drafting our back seven. All right. So I've got upperclassman Jalen Twyman. I've got upperclassman Malik Herring, both players that had phenomenal 2019 and, and really started to flourish. So now it's time to address the future. I'm not going to go true freshman just yet. Instead, I'm going to go for a player who I think might be the next Chase Young. He plays and has been developed by Larry Johnson, who was scooped up by Fernelli Tech as the defensive line coach. But the work that Larry Johnson did with him already, I think has him primed to be a real superstar. So I'm going to go with Zach Harrison from Ohio State as my, uh, my third-round pick.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like that pick. I wanted, I wanted yeah. him.
1: All right. Well, you know, Danny, you got a good point about Marvin. He might opt out. So I feel like I should have I should have somebody else in the in the pipe just in case. We're gonna take another defensive tackle here. I'm gonna take a youngster, a stud, the five star from Clemson, Brian Brissy. Ooh.
0: Mm. Yeah. I would have liked to add him. Shots fired. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like I had to take him before you It your cycled
2: turn. back to Barton. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Um. All right, so my turn here. All right, so I'm going to go with another sophomore out of University of Southern California. I'm going Drake Jackson mm. as an edge player. Uh, balled out as a freshman. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the country this year as well. Uh, though it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they what Todd Orlando does with him. Um, and then... Uh, so I'm gonna go. I I need a legit uh, interior defender uh, to go with my true freshman. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna switch course. A lot of youth. I need I need one senior leader. Levi Anwuzuriki, Washington. 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 Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go there for my for my interior defender.
2: I did not put him on my draft board because I did not feel confident about the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple oh. close too, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> figured, figured Barton had me covered on that one, <laughs> and he'd take him at some point. He is one of the best defensive linemen in the country. I did not feel confident about the pronunciation. Uh, Danny,
1: Chip, in his draft room, like, oh wait, no, I can't say his name. That's a red flag. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I can make that
2: guy. <laughs> Uh all right, Danny. Lebron Ray was your second round pick, correct? Yes. And then who's the third round pick? Damon Payne. Damon Payne. That's right. He's going to
3: reclass for me. High schooler. That he's paying under
2: the table. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right. Hey, it's going to all be legal anyway. We got a car dealership lined up for him to make some uh, signings. All
2: right, for Nelly Tech.
1: All right, I'm taking somebody who I think is a little underappreciated. He's not even the biggest name on his own defensive line as far as the national recognition, but I. I think he's the best player on that defensive line and I like what he does, and I think he's a fit for us at Fernelli Tech. From Michigan, I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson.
2: Is that because Quiddy Pay often gets uh, tabbed as yeah. like the flashy or the like the star Michigan guy?
1: Yeah. And Pay's Pay's a perfectly good player, but I, I, I like what Hutchinson does a little bit more, and I think that with the way my line is pairing up, I think that he's what we need more than Quiddy Pay right now. I'm
0: with it, It's good. I feel like that's a good fit.
2: All right, so I've got uh, Zach Harrison's a sophomore. Jalen Twyman is my only interior player right now. So we're we're gonna try to continue to get some another sophomore instead of a sophomore end. We'll try to get a uh, a sophomore who is gonna be able to give us some support on the inside. Six five, three hundred and ten pounds. I uh, spent a, a red shirt year in 2018 getting ready, but was the freshman all eight, all SEC pick by the coaches from Philadelphia PA. Welcome to the squad. Christian Barmore. From yeah, out, that was, I was
0: a little surprised to see LeBron Ray go before Christian Barmore. I like that. That's it's a good pick. I think.
2: All right, Danny.
3: All right. I got back to back picks. I need a little more experience, some leadership out there to take these younger guys. Uh, I'm gonna to go buy with another year for David Payne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Darius Stills out of West Virginia. Good pick. Good, Good 6'1", pick. 6'1, 281. Comparisons to another smaller size guy, Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he's gonna be Aaron Donald, but I'm gonna go with him. Um, and then I'm gonna go back. Let me make sure he's not selected already, right, because I was kind of doing some research on the fly. Uh, no one's taking Carlos Basham, right, from Wake Forest. Nope. All right, I'm going to take him as the uh, as a flexible defensive end who can play that uh, five technique or split out a little bit wider. I'm going to take uh, Carlos Basham.
0: Boogie.
1: Picks in fourth and five.
0: Back like on that. track. Yeah. I feel like that was a little more of a respectable round for Danny.
3: <laughs> All right. Um Our championships are made by the way, it's the deeper rounds.
2: <laughs> so we've got the two interiors, we got two edge players, we've got some youth. Let's go to uh let's go to one of the, the I think the the best available former temple defensive end is now shown up at Miami, you know, spent, spent more time at Manny Diaz, snubs Temple, then takes their best players. He will be yep. playing opposite of Gregory Rousseau, uh, Quincy Roche, or Roche Roche?
0: Oh, I said Roche, uh, but I, 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 I guess I don't know for sure. Quincy Roche.
2: Sure just Roche, Roche yeah. on Fridays when he's at on date night. But Quincy Roche <laughs> from Miami, welcome to the squad.
1: All right. Well, I need another young edge rusher defensive end type. And uh, I don't have a Georgia player on my team yet. And, and you know, I got to have at least one. So For I'm going to take from Georgia, Nolan Smith.
2: Mm. Good pick.
1: Some upside there to go. Man, I'm looking at my board and I feel like we could do 10 more rounds. We
2: could. <laughs>
3: Keep going. I got some sophomores in high school. I'm checking
1: out. <laughs> we,
3: can do, we can go all day
1: if you want to. And he's the and the Lane Kiffin of our schools. He's checking about at twelve. Like, oh, I like this is going. That's right, uh, DK State.
0: All right, so Parton AM's on the clock. So I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with. So this these are my last two picks, uh, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Unless are we are we going to eight?
2: No, I, th- I think. All right, so, was, these, so these are my tough, last
0: two picks. So yeah, I got to fill, <laughs> so fill all my spots. I got to fill all my my holes. Okay, so I'm gonna go with a guy I think is going to ha- have a absolute breakout season this year. Uh, he's also a guy that I think I can play at defensive end or slide into the interior. Um, he is DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. Uh, I think he's going to be he – was, he was injured preseason last year, so he kind of got a late start. Um, so he didn't break out quite as much as maybe uh, you would expect it. He's a five-star guy, but I, I'm hearing good things about him in College Station, so I'm going DeMarvin Leal there. Um, and then for my last pick, so I've got a. I've got a nose, I've got a couple defensive interiors, I've got a swing guy, uh, I've got two edge, I need another true speed edge rusher. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jason Oway, out of Penn State. He's a redshirt sophomore, he runs a 4 at 250 pounds, he is relatively new to football, so I might be able to convince him to stick around for one more year to to hone his skills for the NFL draft. Uh, but I'm gonna take some of that speed on the outside.
2: All right. Okay.
1: How that? that's another one you just took out right out from under me. Uh well, my last pick. Okay, well, always off the board. So now I gotta reconsider this because I didn't really think Barton was gonna take him. All right, you know what I'm going you I'm may, dipping you back. May tell in- you,
0: you may tell you who I would have taken if not for him. Yes. I would have taken true freshman Will Anderson at Alabama.
1: Okay, I would have been happier if you took him. Yes. <laughs> Instead, I'm going I'm going to go back to the to the young Clemson well, and for yeah. my final pick, I'm going to take Miles Murphy. Mm. So you
0: have to, you got you're doubling up on Clemson guys here. Clemson Frost. Yeah.
1: You know that one guy yelled at us on Twitter in the last draft for not drafting enough Clemson coaches, and yeah, I don't we all, want to like, us again.
0: We only drafted like three, and mentioned yeah. like the other seven, but <laughs> we didn't. We didn't draft enough.
1: I just I don't want to be scolded again, so I'm going to draft all the Clemson players.
3: Oh, you don't want to get scolded, huh? You know what <laughs> Come on over to my world, that time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. He was, a, uh, he was a true freshman, immediate impact player in 2019 with 51 tackles, nine for a loss, second team, all ACC. Now, everybody was trying to figure out who was going to be the the superstar along that line. We've seen so many names mentioned here today. I feel like I'm getting some real value here in the sixth round, taking defensive tackle Tyler Davis out of Clemson.
0: Yeah, that, that was one – uh, that's where I thought uh, Tom was actually going. Uh, if for for like just true, big-bodied nose, yeah. like there, there's there's not many better options than that. All
2: right, DK State. All right,
3: pressure's on for my last pick. I'm sure I'll hear about it on Twitter either way. It's a great pick or a bad pick. <laughs>
1: Hey, Damon Payne is going to become your biggest fan, so don't worry about I
3: it. I think so, too. I mean, clearly. I was trying to win over some Alabama fans, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know Oklahoma doesn't play, uh, is not known for their defense, but I'm going to go with uh, sophomore Jalen Redmond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great player. i, I I'm their team in sacks and tackles for loss. I need I need uh, to even out my, get my years all lined up so I'm not out of uh, players in a couple years
0: yeah i've been bullish on jalen redmond here for I'm, I'm, i just keep on like waiting for his breakout i still think it's coming yeah not not that he hadn't like been good but i i think there's a lot a lot of meat on the bone there i mean two more rounds i, I I'm, I'm good i'm ready okay. okay yeah all right that
3: would mean i have to turn around and go again here right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
3: okay
1: all right. yeah
3: I'll go get some. Uh, let's see here. Xavier Thomas, he off the board? No. Uh, nope. Just all the nope.
0: Clemson guys. Yes, I like I'll this. Take, I
3: But I, that's my first. I, right. That's my first one. No, oh, so I know. I'll yeah. take Xavier Thomas. He
0: might so be everybody wants a piece. Is that, <laughs> is that one? So we have four Clemson guys off the board. Is that total?
1: Yeah. 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 All right. I feel like that defense is probably decent. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, all right,
2: let's take this to Thomas off the board.
0: Chris Rumpf out of Duke. Chris Rumpf the uh, second. Wonder if someone's going to take him.
2: If we're going to be, uh, if we're going to be proper about this,
0: that's a very, that's a very on-brand CPU guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? just a upstanding Duke man heading heading over to CPU
2: because it's not a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, Shoot. I'm going to – do I want to go another edge or I want to get a little more depth in my middle here? I'm going to go one of each. I just don't know what I want to do first. Let's look Barton's got. okay. Now Barton's pretty balanced, so hard to say. I'm going to take – give me Chris Bogle from Florida. Oh. Who?
0: A little, up, a little upside play?
1: Chris Bogle, yeah. All
0: right. So I am of the opinion that the 2020 recruiting class was stacked with really good defensive line talent. I got one of them in Jervin Dexter. I'm going to get a couple more. I just said my my runner-up to my, my number six pick was Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. At Alabama, I'm we'll gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on him. Uh, he was a absolute monster in the All-American Bowl last fall, last uh, winter, and I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. And then the other guy I'm gonna take is from my Georgia Bulldogs true freshman Jalen Carter, who is a uh, interior guy, very athletic, powerful. Um, uh, he's a Another five stars. So I got three freshman five stars coming on board in Barton.
1: All right. <laughs> I was I was worried when you were going back to the twenty twenty class, five stars that you were gonna take this guy, but I feel like I'm wearing a South Carolina shirt right now. I so I have to take defensive tackle, the young stud Jordan, Jordan Birch. Birch.
2: Mm. Yep. Letting him letting him slip away. That was my mistake. All right. Great pick. We've got Chris Rumpf. I feel like we've got enough young players that I can just sort of uh, tackle a, uh, a best available play right here. Mm-hmm. Big, big fan. I think he could be one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the country. Certainly one of the best defensive linemen in the Pac-12. We're going to go interior again from USC, playing alongside Drake Jackson, J. Tufele.
1: Yep. I like that. Top experience DT left on my board.
3: All right, all right. I'm going to go with a uh, since Barton's raving about the 2020 class. I need a little more beef and in the inside. No one's taking Jordan Birch, right? No, I no I just Tom took him. just
2: took him. Son, of a,
3: I'm sitting here grinding over here, <laughs> grinding <laughs> over here. All right, damn it. There's now there's a big drop off in the talent that you're talking about here, uh, uh, Barton. All right, I'm going to go. All right, so I'm, I'm I'm totally on the fly. I'm going go Big Cat Bryant. Oh, that's, right, that's good. Right. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. It's a hell of a I last pick. Down, I was trying to space out my
0: classes. Damn it,
2: Barton! Who just walked behind you with a sleeveless T-shirt on? Is today yard oh, those, <laughs>
0: those, those are the, some some guys doing some landscaping. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah, that's part of the yeah. staff. That's part of the <laughs> staff the uh, Yeah,
2: Barton. <laughs> <and him. laughs> The grounds
0: crew in the eye. I
2: mean, if I needed to warn you of anything, I just wanted to say make sure that this was somebody whose presence you were aware of. No,
0: the no the coach's office looks out over to my my beautiful practice field. (laughs) That's the ground (laughs) that's the grounds crew.
1: It's gonna be like the today show out there eventually, people holding up signs while Barton's recording the show. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's let's go to the plaza. (laughs) and happy 16th birthday michelle (laughs) uh all right here eight rounds you thought it couldn't be done but we did it here at the cover three conference here we go uh dk state's defensive line too deep goes gregory rousseau from miami lebron ray from alabama damon payne reclassified from alabama (laughs) Darius Stills from West Virginia, Boogie Basham from Wake Forest, Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma, Xavier Thomas from Clemson, and Big Cat Bryant from Auburn. CPU starting with Jalen Twyman from Pitt, Malik Herring from Georgia, Zach Harrison from Ohio State, Christian Barmore from Alabama, Quincy Roche from Miami, Tyler Davis from Clemson, Chris Rumpf second from Duke, and 2 Tufele from USC. For Nelly Tech, got things rolling with Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, Marvin Wilson on the inside from Florida State, Brian Percy. Aiden from Clemson, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Nolan Smith from Georgia, Miles Murphy from Clemson, Chris Bogle from Florida, and Jordan Birch from South Carolina, and Barton A&M, George Karloftis from Purdue, Javon Dexter from Florida, Drake Jackson from USC, Levi Awuzarike, Awuzarike, uh, yep. I so. <laughs> from Washington, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, Jason Owa from Penn State, Will Anderson from Alabama, and Jalen Carter from Georgia. Gentlemen, thoughts?
1: How is oh. Fornelli Tech ever going to lose a game? <laughs> Between my coaches and my roster, it's just... Oh, I'm making a. I'm making a. I'm making a mockery of this conference.
3: We'll let the I'm people curi- decide. I'm curious, though. I'm curious for the for the players we selected. Who do you think is the best player of all of them? Kayvon I the first Thibodeau. pick. Would you like is Gregory Rousseau in the conversation? I think he is.
1: Yes, but I think Thibodeau is the best defensive player, defensive lineman in the country. So the fact I was able to get him at three made me very happy.
0: Uh best player of all of them. Right now. right now? Say right now? Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's probably... I mean, I'd say Rousseau, like if these guys were all just going to be drafted tomorrow...
2: Rousseau gets picked uh, first.
0: Rousseau probably is picked first, but like Kavon Thibodeau, maybe. Um, I'm just looking. I would say it's one, probably one of those two, but like, I mean, Brian Brzee, like, I think there's several candidates to become the best player on this list. Brian Brzee, I think Karloftis, I think Jervon Dexter, I think everyone I picked. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so, I, I, yeah, but I, yeah, Rousseau's probably the number one pick right now.
2: If in the way that edge rushers are prioritized, then Russo or Thibodeau probably as – Uh, dominant edge and game-changing edge rushers probably end up getting the nod right there. All right, who else left on the board?
1: but think of how good they're going to be after they are developed by my coaching staff, though.
2: (laughs) Larry Johnson.
1: (laughs) Larry Uh, Johnson is dealing with these guys, folks.
2: So uh, I'm sorry to Tyler Shelvin. I circled your name several times from LSU. Never ended up pulling the trigger. Wyatt Hubert from Kansas State. There's another one that I thought was an interesting pick. So, uh, go Knowles, Corey Durden, also on the board, no pick. Tyreek Smith, uh, who else was uh, just ended up missing the cut, potentially on the uh, on on the watch list when your players start opting out.
1: From Barton's beloved Beavers, we've got Hamil Carvashad. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: one of the sack leaders in the country last year, did mm-hmm. not get picked.
0: I had Quiddy Pay on my my senior watch list. I had Alim McNeil from NC State on my interior guys for uh, for my my junior list. Joseph Asai from Texas Edge for my junior list, sophomore list. Uh, DJ Dale from Alabama, Muhammad Diabate out of Florida were a couple guys I eyed, and then my freshman list. I had uh, Timothy Smith for Alabama and BJ. Ojolari who went to LSU as guys I was kind of would have taken so Alabama Clemson uh, Georgia all seem to be in pretty good shape on the defensive line Danny
3: anybody, anybody? I, ha- I was trying to look up the 2022 class <laughs> I- it just, just the cut. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah Moon I had him from Florida as a possible edge rusher um, I I. You know, it was funny because I was looking at, I mean, it's going to be the usual suspects. You can almost pluck pluck from the classes that have the perennial top five recruiting classes. I mean, they are most likely going to be uh, some of the best players in the country. So that's where I I was pulling a lot of my guys from.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's not many like, I I couldn't think of any group of five guys that really tempted me. Um, Like there's the. There's the I mean Quincy Rose is probably the best group of five guy and he has transferred to Miami. Yeah. Uh there's the kid at Western Kentucky that's pretty good. Um but D Line, you're gonna get most of those dudes in the in the in it's the big, weird. big boy conferences.
2: The guys that are 6'5", 330 pounds just end up at the schools that happen to be the biggest and best programs in college football. Strange there's how so that many, happens.
0: With so many of those guys walking around. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I, Danny, we do these uh, when we when we when we uh, draft these, we let the people vote on who the yeah. winner is. How do you think uh-huh. you're gonna do on that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll make sure my mom is voting. <laughs> so I might get one. Just leave the comment section open though, because those are fun.
0: <laughs> oh man. We haven't gotten this many one-star reviews since we started doing the instant reaction in-season pods, and my body clock hadn't caught up to it yet, and all my stuttering and 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 him and Holland was like really pissing people off. But they, but 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 they got over it. They'll get over
1: this too. We'll yeah, know. yeah. I haven't, we haven't seen this many one-star reviews since Barton gets a hold of any player that commits to your favorite school, right. <laughs> and, then, and then they become a one-star.
2: It's the uh, all, all the anger for the players that drop in uh, in the twenty four seven sports rankings that just comes right at Barton that he is the one that is blamed. It's like what what happened, Barton? Why did you drop him?
0: The funny thing is, there's I feel like there is a uh, the 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 cover three listenership and the angry message board people somehow haven't really like like bled into each other it's almost like they're two different groups all the people that hate me just stay on the message boards and all the people that like cover three are uh they i guess i don't know sometimes they'll come to my defense on the message board once or twice but nice. generally speaking there they, no there.
3: groups for me there's not there's just one big one <laughs> <laughs> i wish there was a dk fan club <laughs> we still haven't seen
0: that one form yet. It's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna win them over with you, Danny. We're gonna get all everybody right. on the Danny on the Danny squad before that. We're all done with you. It, it's right. It so starts sure with it you the yourself. defensive
2: line draft. This is, exactly. this is this is it, baby. This is mm-hmm. this is where it all starts from. Uh, We will be sharing the results of the defensive line draft on Twitter, so do go and vote at Cover3Podcast. You can follow all these fine gentlemen on Twitter, at Danny Cannell, at Tom Fernelli, at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.
4: down and one to go in 2020. Bryson DeChambeau overpowered his peers at the U.S. Open. Can he carry that into November for a fall edition of the Masters? We're chatting about that and more on the First Cut Golf Podcast part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. We're in your feed week in and week out with tournament previews, picks, interviews, news, and analysis. Join Mark Himmelman, Kyle Porter, Greg Ducharm, and myself, Rick Gaiman, as we give you Daily fantasy plays, winning bets, and the hottest takes about Bryson, Phil, and Tiger. So, what are you waiting for? Come join our group and let's talk golf. Download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere else podcasts are found.